Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Nine Decide podcast, where we chat with super amazing and inspirational people who pounded the pavement before and after their nine to fives to get their side hustles off the ground. After listening to the interviews with these amazing guests, you'll walk away with a refreshed pep in your step and a newfound motivation to make your side hustle a reality. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of season two of the Nine Decide podcast. I can't believe we're at episode 18 already, and it's almost the summer. I always talk about the seasons, and they never correlate to the episode release, but I think this might be kind of in conjunction with when summer is, when I release this episode. But anyway, summer is the best. I feel like, yes, summer is lots of sun and also lots of parties. I always think of summer as fun cocktails, fun parties. Everybody's a little bit tan, happy, school's out. It's great. But mostly I think of the parties. And whenever I think of parties, I think of like fun, different decor ideas. Now, I personally, I love to attend parties. I love to drink at parties. I love to make jokes at parties and meet people. However, I am terrible at any kind of decor when it comes to parties. I know nothing about cooking at parties. I'm terrible basically at pulling anything together. So my family, meaning my husband, is always like, you are like solely front of house. Like you should answer the door and make sure people's drinks are filled and then that's it. You should just stay out of the kitchen and not bother with anything because I just get in the way. But my point is I love parties, even though I'm not good at throwing them. I, for anyone out there, I love being invited. So always open to an invite. And I do love having them. I love coming up with the ideas. I'm just not so good at like executing, which is why I love that there are so many people in different areas who are phenomenal at this. Like you can Google different people who will come and set up a beautiful table spread for you if you want. So like there's lots of other people that you can hire and bring in and tap for the ideas where you just are terrible. So I love socializing and everything else I'm going to outsource. So one of the things that I think is really cool, birthday parties, and I'm sure you've seen these, and I've always been fascinated by them, are these like different balloon structures. And I've never really formally known what they have been called, but like you'll see, you know, balloon arches or these amazing different like animals or types of, I don't know, different structures made out of balloons. And I think you take for granted, like, I'm always like, oh, wow, that looks really cool. I've never thought about what goes into actually making it. And this is why I love doing this podcast, because I get to meet super cool people who do these kinds of things as a business. So my next guest, her name is Allison Valentine of Pop Studio Balloons. Basically, she's a balloon stylist, and she designs custom balloon decor for these events. And she does it all herself. She designs all this stuff. She comes up with these designs. You can go to her with like crazy ideas of what you want to do with your party. And then she will basically make decor for you out of balloons to fit with that theme. And she uses like all different types of tools. She does arches 
And she does all these crazy configurations of the balloons. And then she delivers them to sites and assembles them, which is crazy because balloons, as you know, pop easily. And she has young children too. So I can't think of working with a material that is just difficult to work with and fragile, if you will. So she transports this stuff and she makes these amazing designs. And it just came out of her own personal interest in doing it for herself. And then people started basically messaging her and really loving what she was doing. So I love this. This is Pop Studio Balloons and it's Allison Valentine and she's my next guest. Well, thanks for joining. I know you're with Pop Studio Balloons. Correct. Yes. That is your business. So tell me a little bit before we kind of get started, tell me a little bit about the quick sort of elevator pitch of who you are. We know you're, you're Allison Valentine. Tell us where you live and the pitch of kind of what your business is and whether it is a side hustle now or it's your full-time job. Absolutely. So I'm Allison Valentine. I live in Fairfield, Connecticut, so kind of Fairfield County area. And my business is Pop Studio. It is a modern balloon design and decor business. So I create custom balloon decor for really all of life's occasions. So everything from, you know, your basic birthday parties, bridal showers, baby showers, corporate events, weddings, really everything. I've even done things for a dog's birthday. Really any kind of thing that you want to celebrate, half birthdays, welcome homes, kind of just anything that you need balloons and just want something fun to add a little extra something. Very cool. And do you primarily work out of the, is it Fairfield County area in Connecticut? I do. That's where most of my business is in Fairfield County, but I'll, I'll go anywhere. You'll go anywhere. Cool. Okay. So let's back up and let's start. So it's your full-time job now, right? So it is do- now. Yes. Right. So it did start off as a side hustle in the pandemic, but it actually didn't start as a side hustle. It started more as a hobby. So it was something that I had done for my kids and for my family, kind of starting when, actually when I was pregnant with my son was the okay. first time that I explored balloon decor. So he's now five. So um, it was in 2017 is kind of when I made my first pieces was for my own baby shower. I was like, hey, I want these big confetti balloons. And I didn't really know where to find them. So I made them. And looking back now, I'm like, oh, those look terrible. But <laughs> I went on to make things for his birthday. I made things for my niece for her birthday, just for family things. And then, you know, the COVID times. I have twin girls and they turned one in April of 2020. So their birthday was right at the beginning of everything shutting down. And I thought, hey, you know what? We're just going to be delaying their party for a little bit. Well, no, it turned into you know a Zoom cake smash. And I gathered the supplies that I had around the house because we weren't going anywhere. So I found about 40 balloons left over from other projects. And I put together a backdrop for their Zoom party. And, you know, I had put pictures up on Facebook to share with friends. Hey, the girls turned one, you know, nobody was here, but it looked like a party. And from there, friends were like, hey, can you make one for me? Can you make something for me? So it started as a hobby and like a COVID feel good project. I was dropping balloon designs off to friends, placing them on their front door and running to the street and waving. So wait, but just, I want to stop you because like, I feel like, and visually, obviously we're going to have, I'm going to put pictures and link to your website and everything. But when you say like balloon design, like you're talking about putting balloons together, like tell us what that really means. Cause not just like blowing up balloons on a string. It can be that. I mean, it does incorporate some of that, but it's really building with balloons. So. The majority of the designs they make are air-filled 
decor pieces. So they don't involve helium. They don't float. But it ranges from everything to small kind of tabletop bouquets that you would put, you know, just on your dining room table, like similar to like a large flower arrangement. And then it kind of goes up from there to things like big freestanding arches. When I started this, I was making smaller pieces, designs that I would drop off to friends at their front doors, designs that included characters if they were having, say, a Toy Story party, I would get a Buzz Lightyear balloon and stick it on there. So it's really building with balloons. Okay. So because this is all about side hustles. So you yep. were working as, tell us about your background and what your nine to five was. Because obviously, My, and then I'm curious to know why balloons and I just picked up sure. balloons and had to know how to do this. What were you doing as your nine to five? So my nine to five at that time, I was an elementary school teacher. And when this all started, I was working part time. So when everything went to virtual teaching, I was teaching elementary school. I was a STEM specialist or STEAM specialist. So science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And started these balloons as a hobby. So once I realized that this could go from a hobby to something that could bring in money, I started to move it more to the side hustle piece. And when I shared pictures of what I had made for my kids, other people were like, I want that. Can you make me something? So then once I realized it could be more than just a hobby and hey, I could do this during the night when my kids go to bed and on the weekends, I was thinking, you know, okay, maybe I can make some extra money to pay for my son's soccer lessons or to eventually, once my kids get back into activities, do dance for my girls. Or also at that point in time, I had three kids age two and under. So I really did the side hustle and the nine to five for a year. Okay. How did you start initially sort of, yeah. what were the first steps to kind of formalizing your offerings and sure. outreach and like the first steps to making it kind of a formalized side hustle. Yep. My first round of things were really practice pieces and I gave them away to friends because at that point I thought, hey, this is just for fun and I'm going to just make them. I'm going to give them away. Then once I realized kind of it was turning into something that people wanted to buy, I was like, I need to do some research. Also just the skills, like what can I build? What's out there? And I realized, you know, balloon businesses have been around for years. It's not something brand new. There's new takes on it. It's not something brand new. So I started to research really everything in the beginning for me was virtual because everybody was stuck home. So I started following other balloon businesses. I have family that lives in Chicago and there are some really amazing balloon artists out there. And my sister-in-law would always send me, hey, you got to look at this one. You got to look at this one. So I just started following other businesses. And then I started looking into virtual classes. So I started kind of researching those. There are, you know, free resources out there too through you know, YouTube and Instagram. Um, but what I found was that I got more out of investing, you know, a little bit of money into paid classes. You get better information there. So just out of curiosity in talking about the investment, like mm -hmm. you made up front, if somebody yeah. wanted to invest in like, what kind of courses were you taking and what was the initial investment you had to put in up front? Now, there are a lot more resources available virtually. You can go and buy a single class. Sometimes people offer them for 50 bucks. Got it. But this like whole that. area of class is like, this is a balloon artistry. Correct. Yep. Okay. So for anybody that's interested in like pursuing a side hustle like this, the area is 
balloon artistry. Balloon artistry. Yep. A, a lot of times and other businesses like that. Yep. Got mm-hmm. it. And then in terms of the upfront initial investment for courses, it wasn't it, like a it can range. I mean, you can buy single courses. I participated in like a three-day virtual convention. I can't remember exactly. I know that was like a couple hundred bucks, maybe 400, 500 bucks. Was that just um, for the balloon artists or is that like a whole like entertainment type of conference? Just strictly balloons. So they did cover business aspects. They did cover marketing, but all as related to running a balloon business. Wow. Okay. When did you finalize? So you're taking these courses, you did this in terms of the investment of like the actual materials and things. Is yeah. that significant as well? Yes, like totally. Um, well, it depends. I started slow. So my first pieces that I offered for sale were for graduation. So that graduation where everything was shut down and everything turned to, you know, the car parades. I was like, let me try this out and let me think of something that can go on people's cars. So I offered, they were small packages and it was like these balloon clusters that people could tie to their side mirrors. And then there was like an option for a balloon garland. So, you know, a bunch of airfield balloons are all connected that could drape across the front of your car. So really, my first investment was just bags of balloons. I didn't put a ton of money into it at first. And that's kind of like one of my tips is if you go out and buy like all these materials and spend all this money, and it's easy to do so because you're online being like, yeah, I need that. I want that. That'll make my life easier. Then if it doesn't work out or if it's something you realize you don't enjoy, then you're stuck with these materials. So for me, I started slow because the things can be expensive. So I'll kind of plan out what I need to buy and when. Yeah, I thought that was a really good. I mean, I loved your tips, which you can kind of sprinkle in here, but I thought mm-hmm. that was really good, like trying it out before you make big investments. Cause when people decide to sort of formalize, you know, what is a side hustle? You're offering these, you're building these, people are paying for them. And then when you sort of invest in making your website and you have, right. you know, talk a little bit about that and kind of if you invest any money in marketing to get people in as new customers, like yep. what that looks like, what you do for that. I really haven't paid for a lot of marketing, especially in the beginning. I put a lot of stuff just out there on Facebook. I was kind of making things as practice pieces. As I was practicing things, I was giving them away. Or I would reach out to friends and family and be like, anybody have a birthday coming up? I'll come over and and try it out. So that was my initial way to get myself out there. At that time, had you had the established business name? Were you asking people to tag you like anything or had you not set up your website and your Instagram yet? Right at the beginning, I hadn't. And then very quickly, a friend of mine offered to make me a logo. And I set up an Instagram account. And I set up a very basic website. Because one of my other tips too is this is going to be your side hustle. It's really, really helpful to have a place to direct people for the information and to kind of set up your process. It can be super basic. But what will happen is when I would put myself out there, then I would get people who were messaging me on my personal Facebook, messaging me through my personal Instagram, messaging me through my business Instagram. And so it was like all this information overload coming from all these different places. And I was like, I can't keep up. So I think one thing that's really important is to just set up your place for 
giving and gathering information. I really stick to that process. So I'll have people reach out on my personal Facebook and say, I want to order from you. And I say, you have to go to my website. I think that's such a great piece of advice that I don't know if I've heard like said in that way, but I think that's really smart, especially when you are the one kind of creating that. I can imagine it's very difficult to keep track of that stuff. And I think that's just a really simple way to organize yourself and keep track of what you're doing. Curious about how you're balancing that and knowing how much you could like, how many orders you could take on. And then when you kind of knew the threshold of like, how to sort of price things, manage your time, and when you could actually leave your full time. Because people are always like, how do you know when you can leave your full-time job and how much is too much? So talk to me about that. So my first year, the first full year that I did this, which was the side hustle point, I was still teaching at that point. It was nights and weekends. And my pieces were really small because there weren't events happening. So they were small kind of stacked balloon arrangements that would go on, sit on someone's table, or they were a larger one that someone might put on the floor and have their kiddo sit next to. So they were smaller pieces. And in that first year, it was 285 was my uh, number of orders. Wow. In that first year, eventually events kind of started coming back and I would be making larger pieces. But that was a lot of smaller things that I was dropping off to people's homes. So I wasn't going in and setting things up. But that was what my first year, moving it from the side hustle to realizing that it was something that I wanted to do and could do full time was I have three little kids. So I started to realize that I needed to put three kids into daycare. And the cost of that was more than I uh, was making as a teacher. It didn't make sense for me to teach any longer because I'd be out of the house, my kids would be with someone and we'd be paying more money than I was even bringing in. So we kind of looked at things and thought, okay, so this balloon thing could move into a business. So that's when we decided, I, I decided that I was not going to go back to teaching. But right it, was, it wasn't like you had waited to reach your salary, which happens a lot. I mean, I have three kids and I completely relate to the daycare. So mm-hmm. I completely get that. So then when has it surpassed what you were making? It has. Yep. Wise? My first goal was, can I bring in what I brought in teaching? And I hit that pretty quickly. And then my second goal was, okay, well, can I do more? Can I bring in more? So kind of stepped on the gas. And yeah, I've surpassed what I brought in as a teacher. It varies month to month. It varies kind of depending on what's going on with my family too. I'm still keeping that flexibility with my family. They they come first. Well, I think that's the benefit of having your own job and being able to decide like what you want it to be. You know, my question to you is what have you done to sort of change to accelerate the business from what it was like you were sort of passively kind of taking in business? Like when you right. made it full time, what were some of the key things that you did to really step on the gas and bring in more business and increase the revenue? So a couple of the kind of like my action steps, I joined a business coaching group and it's strictly for balloon businesses. So I know there's kind of general small business groups or one-on-one coaching. The one that I'm part of is a group coaching program that's for balloon professionals. 
I also kind of invested in some equipment just to make things move faster. I got rid of my cheapy um, inflator that's really loud and takes forever and, you know, made an investment into like a bigger piece of equipment that just cuts the time down. And so I did invest in um, branding and a website. And the feedback I've gotten from that from clients has been really, really I great. I love your site. Your Thank site you. Looks, yeah, Thank it looks you. amazing. And you yes. got, so you got a van. Is it branded too? It kind of like found me. I was scrolling on Facebook and an ad popped up for like the exact thing that I was hoping for. It's a big passenger van. Right. So the seats can come out. I can fill it all with balloons, but I can also keep seats in there and still have my kids ride in it if needed. It's a pimpy balloon van that you <laughs> exactly. have Exactly. We picked up my son from elementary school the other day and he was like, yes, this is so cool. Yes, yes. yes I'm going to yes. hang on to that cool factor that you You're just going to brand me. it. You're like, my mom does balloons. I can't think of anything cooler. Yes. Like I know you started with doing smaller installations. You could do it, you know, yep. and drop them off. And yes. the stuff on your website, you've obviously elevated the clientele and the things that you're doing. There are like huge installations that you're doing. And, and yep. I don't think people understand, I don't, what goes into that and whether totally. it's just you behind the scenes and like whether it's those little balloons you buy at Party City and you're <laughs> sitting there with a the blower and you're just, it takes you right. however many hours. But like if a corporate company calls for like a huge install, mm -hmm. what does that look like from your standpoint? Not all get executed. So basically when a client comes and they say like, hey, we have this event going on. And do you so sketch it out and come to them? So you're sitting down kind of like a... Yeah, it like it depends. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's like engineering things, really. It's yeah. it's building. So it is. It's figuring out the structures. What's going to hold things up? For like an, an arch, um, that's a simple piece, but there's other things that can be built and it's figuring out what's going to hold this up, what's going to be safe and what's going to be supportive of what I'm trying to build and what's going to work in the space. Do you um, pitch to people like are these people that are coming to you that have found you? Is it is it mostly through references where they're like, I saw something or are yes. you putting together like a pitch and going in and pitching like most? No, really. All of my business has come to me through like word of mouth or through primarily Instagram. So the balloon kits that people see on Amazon, people think, okay, great. I can buy this kit for 10 bucks. Yeah. Your balloon should cost, you know, about 40 bucks, but no, they're actually quite expensive. So like a bag of balloons can range from $15 up to like $28 for just a bag of balloons. How many come um, in a bag? It varies uh, 50 or 100 usually, sometimes 25. So it, it depends. It depends on on what they are. So that was another piece. I had to kind of research, where do I get these materials? Actually, in the beginning, my husband worked, one of his coworkers is like a magician and a balloon twister. So he makes balloon animals. So I had my husband reach out to him and I was like, what type of balloon should I get? So he gave me some suggestions. And then- oh, So these are like vendors and, and you work with the same, like now that you yes. found somebody and sourced somebody, that's who you- Yep. I have balloon distributors that I work with. They're all over. The ones I work with primarily are like as close to Connecticut kit as possible because I know the shipping is quick. So that's another thing I had to see, like, how much is it going to cost me to get these balloons? How fast can I get them here? All of that was a learning experience too. From the design, it goes into kind of the materials. What do I need? What do I have to get? What do I have to build? Do I have to build a new arch structure? Can I use one that I have? So then it's 
that piece kind of sourcing the materials, gathering the materials, and then moving into the building. So I'll start building, inflating first. So I inflate everything, then put it together and build with it. That goes, and then- You have an engineer back, you you have a- I don't. My father is an engineer. Okay. My dad is an engineer and really just like- that's how I grew up. Like, you know, there was an Amazon. And I remember one time I said to my dad, hey, dad, I want a harmonica holder. So he goes, well, okay, let's build one. So that was just how I grew up was like problem solving, creating, looking at things differently. Um, And that came from my dad. And I still use those skills. And I talk to him a lot about things like, how should I build this? Or what do you think? Well, so piece, it, yeah. it's really impressive because I mean, with the custom stuff that you have, like, can anybody come to you with an idea and there's nothing you can't do? Is it basically like the sky's the limit? Totally. So basically, like if you go to my website, I have the basics on there because it just, you know, gives people kind of some information, some basic information. If they're like, hey, yeah, that's what I want. They see it. Or I'll direct people to my Instagram and be like, look here, see if you, you know, if there's anything. Also, there are balloon artists that they make the craziest, most amazing things. Um, I've seen costumes, dresses, clothing. So really people can make anything. That's not my skill set. If it's something that isn't my skill set or something that I can learn or collaborate with somebody else, I'll be like, yeah, let's talk through it. What are your ideas? What are you thinking? When those things happen, I'll go to my resources, like my business coaching group. I also belong to just a couple balloon industry Facebook groups where people share information and ask questions. So I'll do a little like research and reach out to other people. And so I've built this support system of other balloon professionals. I do have a great group local, which is awesome. And then people kind of all over the world, really. But yeah, having that support system and that group to bounce ideas off of is really helpful, really important. And, you know, we help each other out. You don't have any staff. So like if you had a huge install and you were mm-hmm. doing something like that, like what we were talking about before, mm-hmm. like the pumpkin thing, how long does that take you? And is that difficult with your kids and the schedule? Like if you commit to, I don't know, two or three of those, like how do you- It does, it does. Head? There are times when I have to turn down business because I physically don't have the time to make it or to go install it. So I do have to turn down business because I'm booked. And with my kids, yeah, it's- Working with their schedule is tricky. A lot of my events, they're on the weekends. So my husband is home with my three kids while I'm out setting up installs. So I've been trying a lot of times, which is is nice, is when I can do things during the week. I think my biggest thing about your job is that it is just you. And I I guess this is kind of like, you know, my question and sort of wrapping this all all up is what I always ask is like, where do you see the business? Like, where do you want to take it? Do you want to scale it? Do you love having this as something that you can just like, you can decide how much you want and pull back when you want? Or do you really want to like ramp it up and take it to the next level? Like, Where do you see this business going in the next couple of years? So it's, it's still kind of something that I'm exploring and just seeing like what works, what works for me, what works for my family. I know that if I want this to get bigger, I'm going to need staff. I'm going to need a space. So I know what I need to do if I want it to grow. It's something that I'm currently wrapping my head around and trying to decide where my next moves are. It's really difficult when you have kids to balance all of that because I think people say it's hard when they're younger. I think it's actually hard when they're older because they... 
their schedules and the, the activities, life, the activities, <laughs> and like the invisible mental load. I swear nobody believes that, but it's like, right? I don't know. We're red tomorrow. Bring this tomorrow. It's Valentine. Like yep, that kind exactly, of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Is enough to break you. And yes. so I'm always in awe, and I and I really do it. I really admire you, and I think you're insanely talented. Like what you do. Thank I have you. No idea how you build what you build. They're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so um, much. But figuring out how to do that with a family, I think a lot of right. people are like, oh, a side hustle, or and then you transition to a full-time job. It's like easier. I think it actually becomes like, can become infinitely harder. It is. It is. It, just the time. I mean, at my son's basketball practice yesterday, I had my computer and I had it open. You know, I found a little like folding table up on the stage with a chair and I'm sitting there and I was you know, going through insurance stuff because I I needed to get an insurance certificate for something that's coming up. So I'm like, okay, what am I doing? And I'm sitting there and I'm putting together quotes and I'm like, yeah, buddy, great shot. And then going right, you know, back to my email. So there's days like that. I'm trying to be a lot better at, you know, dividing my time and saying like, this is my work time. This is my family time. But sometimes the lines do blur. And like the other day I had something that came in. It was a last minute order. And I knew my kids were going to be with me when I needed to prepare for it. So then that became a situation where we're up on, on our kitchen table and my daughter's handing me balloons and I'm blowing them up and my other daughter's putting them in the bag and they're hitting each other with them. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a disaster. But some days are like that. So it, it's like, it's the unexpected. Like every day is, you know. But I will say, I think it's pretty cool that your kids get... Like, One, I always think it's great that kids get to see their moms working. And two, that you work with balloons. Like my kids just see me on a computer and they're like, oh God, (laughs) I know it doesn't look like a lot, but it's paying for your soccer. And it's like working with balloons and it's exciting. You're like, this is my job, which is, which is really cool. So I always ask people like in starting their business, because obviously it can't all be great and amazing all the time. You're in the balloon business. So tell me like a time, because I love hearing about something that happened that was like bad, kind of (laughs) sort of set you back because people, because I think people hear these and and I do like people like to hear like relatable things and like it makes it seem possible, but then there are like bumps in the road. So you work in balloons. I can't imagine everything has gone smoothly. No, definitely not. Definitely not. So there's this one balloon product. It's a clear balloon and you can wrap these little twinkle lights around them. They're beautiful. They look amazing. But like one of my first times working with those. So at home, I like put them together and, you know, we're ready to go. And with balloons, right, when the temperature changes, they can shrink or expand. So I get these lights all around the balloons perfectly. We're like, they're in the car, you know, I'm getting them in the car, we're ready to go. And the temperature like changed from moving them outside from hot to cold, the balloons shrunk and all the lights fell off. I can't even imagine like transporting also like balloons, which like if anything Mm -hmm. pops or whatever, you're just transporting such like a fragile thing that is totally there's so many variables. They're more durable than people think, which is part of that why I use quality balloons that are more expensive. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, those are okay in like a pinch, but those aren't going to work for me twisting and building and and pulling and tugging on balloons. They're not going to hold up. Right. So making the investment in the materials that work and give a better product is what you need to do to just give clients that high quality and result. 
No, that makes a lot of sense. And my oh, last question, and then I'll end with just kind of any other tips. Would you rather have a lot of big install jobs or would you rather have like, I know you offer those kind of like, just pick your standard thing. Is that yep. good for you revenue wise and easier? Or would you rather have like bigger custom orders and less? So it's easier for me to do a big job. Oh, okay. It's easier. The big jobs are what I look for and and what is easiest for me because it's like one point of contact I'm creating, you know, for one event. So I did split my business into like two kind of sections. So I have these pieces that I call grab and go items, which I pre-make them. People come pick them up from me and then they kind of do their thing with them. So those are kind of the less expensive pieces for someone who's like, you know, my kid's turning one. We just like need a little something for the party. I'm like, great. I'll make this. You come and pick it up and you take it home and and do what you want with it. You can put it on your table. You can put it on the floor, whatever you want to do. Those are the better jobs for me. I find they're easier because, you know, less jobs, more money more money yeah, coming in. So I, I'm trying and I try to be able to have something for everybody. Yeah. Like your price points are very affordable and like nice to like be able to get in and get those little things if you yep. want. And the grab and go option is really nice. So I think you cater to like both the high end and then right. like the low quick kind of, you know, something exactly. you for a party. So I think that's nice. Yeah. So I like having other options that I can offer people to, you know, sometimes there are situations where I'm like, I am not the person for your job. Right. Or I can't offer you that for that price. You know, so there are those situations too. And that's something I've been getting better about knowing like, you know, obviously what works for the client, but what works for me too. And and can I take this on? And does it benefit my business? Now I'm looking at, you know, as a business, like I'm a business owner. So it's not like, yeah, 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 oh, sure. sure. We'll it. Yeah. It's I not like that. that was a yeah. good piece. I think you mentioned that too, which is really smart. It was like, you don't have to do everything. Right. Which is also a great piece of advice for everyone, which is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think like that's another one of my big things is like, like for me, I had to learn to like focus my skills and my services because there are a lot of things I can do. Like some designs where I'll put floral, basic florals in it, like greenery, like eucalyptus, and I'll drape it down. But if someone came to me and said, oh, I saw that you have some florals on there. Can you also make me floral centerpieces? No, No. (laughs) that's not my expertise. So I think a lot of times too, with the side hustles is people are like, ooh, someone else is making money off of that. Oh, I see someone else selling that. I should do that too. But then it kind of gets, you know, it's like, what are you offering? And what's your focus? So for me, it has been really helpful to keep that focus and saying, you know, no, I don't offer that service, but I know someone who does. So building those relationships too with other businesses in the area, I can basically recommend somebody for anything that you would need for an event at this point. I think that's Mm -hmm. great. I thought that was a great piece of advice. Is there any last other piece of advice before you kind of wrap up and tell everybody where they can find you? I think for people just kind of wanting to, you know, start a side hustle, just explore it, try it out, go for it. You can start slow. You don't have to like dive in full force and see where it takes you. Just kind of write it out and look and be prepared too for like how things can grow because things can move fast. Even if you're not thinking, hey, I want this to be my full-time thing, but just keep in the back of your mind, like where could this go and do I want it to go there? I think it just helps to have something in the future to like look forward to and maybe, you know, be a goal, even if it's not like on paper for you for the whole time that you're working. So just things to look forward to, I think helps me. 
I love that piece of advice. Thank you. Of course. Well, thank you so much. And in closing, just tell everybody where they can find you, all the information, your website address, all that stuff. Yep. So you can find me on my website is popstudioballoons.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. I am at popstudioballoons. Well, thank you so much. Thank this you. So much fun. I learned so much and I'm really excited. Great. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Have all a good right. one. 